0: Michigan State University President Samuel L. Stanley, Jr., M.D., joins me on MSU today to elaborate on some topics he discusses in his August 2022 Spartan Community Letter, which you can read by clicking on the communications tab at president.msu.edu. And President Stanley, it's that time of year. We're about ready to start the new school year. There's a buzz in the air. Just Your thoughts as we get ready for fall 22. Oh, I'm incredibly
1: excited, and I think if we were to measure my resting heart rate right now, we'd find that it's higher than it normally is because uh, this is an exciting time for us. And- as we start the new year, we're anticipating perhaps our largest class entering class ever uh, in the first-year class, and as well as we have a, one of our largest transfer student numbers as well. So we're really excited that people want to come to MSU and, and that they're, they're very interested in learning and living here. Um, but I'll just say personally to all the students and parents, I look forward to seeing you on move-in day. Uh, it's going to be exciting, and we're going to have a great semester.
0: And you've recently updated the MSU Strategic Plan 2030, a key theme of which is student success. We really want to raise that six-year graduation rate from 82.1% to 86%. And and something new this year, Spartan Family Connections and a family weekend later in September. But again... Your focus on making sure students get the best value they can from their time at MSU.
1: I couldn't have put it better myself and it's really a holistic approach that's part of the family connections because we know students when they're away from home really miss their parents and miss family support so the opportunity to bring families to campus to build that sense of community that when you're with Spartans you really are at home I think is really important and I think we'll have an inaugural family weekend September 23rd to 25th and that's where we'll have a lot of fun with people on campus and we're doing the new thing now for students that we've done before as well. Again, we want to give students the opportunity to experience our campus because once you set foot on this campus, once you see the amazing uh, buildings we have here, the amazing facilities we have, and the natural beauty of the campus, um, it's hard to say no to Michigan State.
0: And, sir, you had a separate letter on this last week, but give us some highlights on how we will be handling and looking at COVID this year.
1: So we've adapted, obviously, as as the virus adapted and the things we can do to prevent COVID disease have improved and adapted. So the most important part of our approach is always vaccination. And we know that the vaccines help prevent hospitalizations and deaths. They can help mitigate transmission to some degree. And they really are the key to keeping our campus safe. And so we're asking that all faculty, staff, and students um, receive a vaccine and at least one uh, booster. Um, That requirement continues. And we had great compliance with the incoming class. I think 95% have responded that they have been uh, vaccinated and have the appropriate booster as well. So that's great. Um, and so we're looking forward to that as our main means. Um, mask wearing is is optional now, uh, primary and campus, uh, not required outdoors. Uh, indoors in some special facilities involving health care and so on, we'd ask people to wear a mask, and that's just the rules in, the, in those facilities, which are very important to follow. Um, but for the rest of the time, you have discretion uh, in when to wear a mask. And the only other exception I would say is if you know you have COVID uh, and you're, you're isolating because of that, we would ask you to wear a mask for the first five days according to CDC regulations. So that's the real thing. We want to make sure people have access to testing so they can know if they have the any of the symptoms of COVID to test so they're not exposing others needlessly. Uh, And so that's important. But again, you know, what I'm really looking forward to is uh, coming back again, coming back to work together. And I think working together, respecting others, if someone's wearing a mask there, that's okay. Um, You know, that's a decision they're making, we should all be fine with that. Um, And so I think that's really important
0: and Michael Brown is the new university physician succeeding the recently retired Dave Wisemantle. A little bit on Michael and that important role
1: so the university physician is a very important role, and it's really become more important as we've been dealing with some of the health challenges that face our campus and other campuses as well. And Michael is the founding chair of the Department of Emergency Medicine. He's really an expert on how to best apply uh, medical practices. He works for something called Cochrane uh, a lot, who do a lot of work in understanding what's the best treatment, what's the best approach to preventing diseases, and they do a lot of very intensive research. So we're going to have someone who really is evidence-based in a lot of the things they do. And he'll be a senior advisor to me on university health. He'll step in the shoes, the very large shoes of Dave's wife's mantle, Um, who spent decades here as the university physician uh, and did a great job and is retiring.
0: And sir, we sort of were talking about MSU's value a minute ago, of which we're very confident in. It's always nice, though, when a third party weighs in on that, too. Most recently, the Shanghai Ranking Consultancy, in its 2022 global ranking of academic subjects, placed MSU's College of Education second for the third straight year. College of Communication Arts and Sciences third for the second straight year in 7 programs in the top 25 I'm I'm sure you feel like a proud papa
1: Oh, I really do, and of course I don't have any favorites among them. Right. But uh, I'm glad to see them all achieving so well. And, and education is just a remarkably consistent in terms of what they've done and their high rankings. And uh, they're a little like Tom Izzo going to the NCAA tournament; they just make it year after year. And so my congratulations to uh, to Ann Arwen, who's in the uh, interim dean, uh, our new dean coming in. Will I think uh, you know have big shoes to fill? Um, but I know he's going to do a great job, and I'm very excited about what's going to happen uh, going forward in that school and the other programs. Many of them are ones you know about. We have strengths in nuclear physics. We have strengths in, in our business college and supply side and logistics. There's many, many strong programs at MSU, and it's nice when they're recognized.
0: And sir, you feel strongly about the value of Pell Grants. You recently wrote a piece for The Hill on that. Explain a little bit about what Pell Grants are, why you're advocating for a doubling in their size.
1: So so Pell Grants are a remarkable uh, development by the federal government that provides dollars that go directly to students and their families uh, to support uh, their education. So it's administered uh, uh, through the colleges and universities, but the money directly supports an individual student. And it really makes a difference to economically disadvantaged students. The Pell Grants are based on family income and levels that really creep up into what we would call middle class now because college expenses have increased. And so- It's a wonderful program, but it doesn't cover enough. Uh, As the years have gone by, tuition has gone up, has kept up with inflation and gone beyond it a little bit. And so the Pell Grant doesn't go as far as it did when it was first done. When it was first out, it was about 80%. 80% was covered by Pell. Now that number is closer to 30 or 40%. So by doubling Pell, we'd bring it much more in line with the cost of tuition these days, remove one very important barrier to people going to college uh, and having the opportunity to really uh, reach their full potential.
0: And recently, you were you joined Governor Whitmer, and then President Biden, virtually, as President uh, Biden signed the Chips and Science Act, and and you've been named to the executive committee for the Michigan Economic Development Corporation. Uh, does your thoughts on those those things?
1: Well, it was really exciting to have a chance to. Uh, uh see uh, President Biden, even if it was remotely. I'd have the chance to meet him previously and it was nice to see him again and uh, he was incredibly excited at, about the CHIPS Act and what it means to, for the United States and what it, I think is going to mean for the Midwest and we already have one company Intel that's located in Ohio located in Ohio. Um, we want to see companies come and locate in Michigan and Governor Whitmer's committed to that and that overlaps with the MEDC who's doing work to try and help bring those chip companies and other major industries and in particularly particularly in technology, um, to Michigan. We are a great place for companies to come. There's tremendous workforce from our major universities and our colleges. um, So there's a lot here to like. uh, But getting that message out and making sure we're putting together attractive deals is important. And MSU is committed um, to helping the state attract uh, technology here, and this CHIPS Act is another stimulus to doing that.
0: MSU's jewel, WKAR Public Media, is celebrating a century of service as the AM radio station went on the air in August of 2022. Comments on, on that jewel, as I said, our public media outlet.
1: Well, WKR, just as you said, is a, is a treasure for the state of Michigan and certainly for for the Lansing region and for Michigan State University. And the partnership is long standing, uh, and it's been to the service of the community, and that ties in so well with our land grant mission to serve the community and the people of the state. and And WKR is an important tool to help us do that. Um, I use the studios to put out my messages to alumni and so on. I have your opportunities to work with people like you uh, in the podcasts and other things, and so t- being tied in and with the commitment to, you know, broadcasting that's fair and reliable and presents data, not opinions, uh, is I think very, very important. So we're so proud to be associated and I'm going to look forward to the opportunity to congratulate uh, all the folks in person very, very soon.
0: Our alumni and donors are always stepping up, and last year to the tune of $284 million in cash and gift commitments, a record year. And they're gearing up for Spartan Serve Week in September where they'll give their time and efforts to to important projects. But again, our, our alumni and donors are so crucial to maintaining our excellence.
1: Well, I'm so grateful um, to those who've invested in Michigan State University, and as you said, particularly alumni who were up 26.6% in terms of percentage of, of people who gave, which is incredible. More than 9,700 individuals contributed for the first time, so that's fantastic. We had almost 10,000 people joining us for the first time. And to hit a record when you're not in a campaign or towards the end of the campaign uh, is impressive. And so my hat also goes out to our advancement team um, for the work they're doing and all the deans, uh, department chairs, faculty, everyone who helps contribute to the fundraising effort. um, Everybody did very, very well.
0: And you're recently back from a trip to Michigan's Upper Peninsula, the home of Tom Izzo. Uh, your thoughts just on your trip there, what you took away about MSU's impact, and, and again, you've uh, got a new contract ready for the board to approve for Tom Izzo to make him a Spartan for life.
1: So you you can't talk about the Upper Peninsula and Michigan without mentioning Tom, so I'm I'm so glad that he's uh, with us uh, as a Spartan for life now, and I think this contract is uh, certainly well-deserved and is going to keep him here and keep him working with the university when he finishes his basketball coaching, which I hope is not anytime soon. Um, At that point in time, though, he's going to be associated with Advancement and the University um, to do work as an ambassador for us, and I can't think of a better one. But it was a great opportunity for me to get up to the uh, UP. And it took three years, which was way too long. Um, It's beautiful. Um, Driving along Route 2, looking at both Lake Michigan during my drive and Lake Superior um, were both incredible vistas. Uh, And then the chance to visit some of the places where MSU is having an impact, we've been in the UP for more than 100 years. Um, we're there. We're there. We're, we're serious residents, if you will, of the UP in terms of the work we do. And I got to see some of our uh, extension facilities, the MSU Ag Bio Research Forestry Innovation Center in Escanaba, um, which is doing amazing work on native trees, uh, new tree uh, lines, um, the genetics of pine trees, so how you get the most rapid growing trees for different purposes. Um, it's amazing work. But they're also involved in the community, and they showed me a pumpkin patch they have, um, which they'd used in the past to have students from elementary schools come visit and pick up these small pumpkins. But when COVID hit, they didn't want to bus out, and they didn't want to have it. So they gathered the pumpkins themselves, took it to the elementary schools, spread it across the fields, and allowed students to come. And that kind of commitment to being a part of the community is the kind of thing that makes MSU Extension so important and valued, and why they really go the extra mile. I also saw our physicians, uh, student physicians up there, fourth-year students um, who are in the Marquette, Michigan, for the disciplinary clerkships there. Um, they're doing great things. And of the students I talked to, I met with five of them. Four of the five were from the Upper Peninsula. So they had planned their career, their college careers, either in northern Michigan, MSU, and then Michigan State for their medical school because they knew they wanted to get into this program up in Marquette. They knew they were interested in rural medicine. They are interested in psychiatry, which is a clear clear need. up there. mental health issues are a the problem there, as they are everywhere. There's a need for more mental health specialists. Uh, and family medicine of course as well so it was really inspiring to talk to them how enthusiastic they are about their hometown and community there's a real sense of pride for the oopers up there and i can understand why
0: and i saw on your instagram page you were about ready to enjoy a pasty how was it and was it ketchup or gravy (laughs) so so so
1: i enjoyed it i ate the whole thing and it was ketchup so i'm i'm just a ketchup lover i didn't try gravy that's the next trip
0: Well, sir, as we close, just some final thoughts as fall 2022 gets underway at MSU. Just again, let's all stay safe. Uh, Let's stay
1: focused. Um, It's going to be wonderful to be back together again. It doesn't seem like so long since we were coming together last year. uh, And I look forward to a really productive and successful semester.
0: President Stanley, thanks as always for sharing your insights. Thank you, Russ. Always a pleasure. That's Michigan State University President Samuel L. Stanley, Jr., M.D. You can read the Spartan Community Letter we've been discussing for August 2022 by clicking on the Communications tab at president.msu.edu and follow President Stanley on Instagram at msupresstanley. And I'm Russ White. This is MSU Today.